Yellen is finally warming up to crypto and the blockchain. Yellen mentioned recently that she is still a bit skeptical due to financial stability, investor protection, use for illicit ends, and you know her usual list. But she did follow that up with crypto has grown by leaps and bounds and is now playing a significant role. We recognize that innovation in the payment system can be a healthy thing. So for anyone that's been paying attention to crypto for the last two, four, five years, uh, back in 2018, Yellen infamously claimed that she was not a fan of Bitcoin and brought up the usual terrorists, crime, kidnapping, drugs argument. And then in back in 2021, she mentioned again that while she sees the promise of the new technologies, she also sees the reality, meaning the myriad of problems spanning from money laundering to terror to drug trafficking. Again, the usual points from her. Um, and I mean, this has been a common point of attack in the past. And while it does hold merit, it's kind of more difficult to argue nowadays since crypto and blockchains use cases are expanding, you know, tenfold, if not a hundredfold. Uh, every year that goes by, more projects are coming out. And the devs just keep working no matter what the market's saying. But um, as most people listening know, uh, U.S. President Joe Biden signed an EO back in March directing government agencies to coordinate on a regulatory framework for digital currencies. And in response to this, Yellen said that while it might yield substantial benefits for the nation, consumers and businesses, she's still worried about the things she's been worried about for the last four or five years. And they'll continue to work on, you know, building. No, they'll continue to work on countering illicit finance and preventing risks and so on and so forth. Um, I don't know about you, Dylan, but me personally, I first remember hearing about Yellen being tied to crypto back in 2017 when she was testifying in front of Congress and the guy in the back held up that buy Bitcoin sign. And on that day, on January or July 12th, 2017, the price of a Bitcoin shot up to like $2,400, whereas right now I think we're sitting at 47 or 48K. Um, and while I haven't always been a major fan of Yellen based on her crypto viewpoints, she has been more engaging in blockchain talks over the years, realizing its implications. And I think that it's an important distinction to make regarding the old guard kind of in our current financial predicament. Um, what do you, what do you think you're doing? I love, I love that you brought that up. The, the by Bitcoin guy, the, who, the guy that who held the sign back in the day, man, that was a big deal. The good old days of of the summer of 2017, man. Uh, Hell yeah! There will never be a time like that again. However, I just want to say, like, if we were, if we had a video right now, if this if this was a video podcast, I would pull up a chart. On the left, we'd have the price chart of Bitcoin from that day to today, and on the right, we'd have a chart of the money supply of the Federal Reserve's <laughs> money printer. On the right, and that was what that that guy that held the sign. The point that he was making, I think, was around. It was commentary of that because at the time she was the chairman, the chairwoman, chairperson of the Federal Reserve, so she was running the show. Actually, no, I think I can't remember exactly because I, I think that's what she was doing. I mean, um, before Powell, she was I think still in in play. I don't know when she got replaced what exactly the date was but i think that was uh what she was involved with right at the time so um the commentary he was making the gentleman who had the sign was buy it as an inflation hedge because a hedge against the money printing right and so two things have happened i mean bitcoin has gone up a tremendous amount 
and so has the money supply. So it's funny, but that's actually almost a testament just to say, okay, all the extra liquidity in the system from, from the money printing, of course, has benefited crypto prices. But yeah, I mean, this, this overall, my takeaway on this article and this Janet Yellen warming up to crypto, it's totally just another sign of the times with governments slowly coming around to the idea, finally realizing this is not just a crazy fad, a short-term mania. It's a real long-term thing. And secondly, all of the governments who are realizing the amount of control that they're going to be able to exert over the populations with their CBDC projects. So the ability to control behavior and incentivize certain things with CBDCs, they realize what they're going to be able to do. And they give us this lip service on how it's going to make the world a better place and everything. Like they, they finally are giving us lip service on that too. So that's where I see that, you know, this is, is more of that trend. And uh, it's just funny to think about, though, the, the, how the tonality shifted so much from people like her and, and others, like you mentioned. Well, how they, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, that's the thing. Like, she obviously hasn't been the only critic or bear or whatever you want to call it over these last couple of years. Like, two of the more notable ones, one is Warren Buffett. Um, where his words haven't always matched his initial investment in companies. I know there have been two or three times in the past where he said, you know, I'm either not invested in Bitcoin or I don't see the promise yet or something like that, while, you know, his company or trust invests hundreds of millions of dollars into blockchain tech and companies that are looking into it. And then Peter Schiff is also a notable bear over the years. And I mean, that guy's had multiple newsworthy headlines where, you know, it's pretty memeable where they put his Twitter comments on a timeline and you'll see the Bitcoin chart go up for the next four months. But um, I mean, those are just two notable ones that come to mind uh, along with the Ellen. But yeah, like you said, all things change, um, opinions, knowledge, everything as we go through. And, you know, it's good to see people not sticking to their guns and actually, you know, speaking the truth that they're coming to learn ever so slowly. Yeah, having an open mind and recognizing where you've been wrong and noticing where the future is going, it's really important. And as investors, we have to be able to see the puck and where it's going in order to be ahead of these changes and these changing tones from people like Yellen. Um, you mentioned Warren Buffett and Peter Schiff, but I also had mentioned from traditional finance, Jamie Dimon and Ken Griffin. So mm -hmm. Jamie at JP Morgan, I mean, they, JP Morgan does a bunch of blockchain work and yet their head CEO still talks nonsense about it, despite what his firm is actually doing. And then you have Ken Griffin who runs Citadel and he recently has been, in the, he made comments a month ago or so saying, yeah, he, I've been wrong on this clearly. And Citadel is going to be running desks soon to facilitate market making on crypto trades so they're they're all coming around and so i think the government's coming around in general broadly around the world and with that i'd like to comment on some of this news out of india passing what i would call extreme tax legislation so 
this is a great example of a government who just doesn't listen to the industry or it, what its people want. And they're instituting a capital gains tax of 30% on crypto transactions that are on every transaction there. So Indians buying or selling crypto will have to pay also a 1% tax deducted at source, a TDS, in addition to the 30% tax. And on this 1% tax deducted at source, there will not be a, an ability to take deductions for losses. And it's it's comical. Like, they are really hamstringing crypto in, in the, their country, which is a massive country. And there's been some proliferating funding of startups there, of companies that want to facilitate crypto, like crypto exchanges in the country and help people on-ramp their uh, Indian fiat into different crypto. And this is really a setback for, for a lot of those people because now they have to comply with these ridiculous tax legislations and it's going to set it back. It's going to really hurt demand, I think, for, for Indians there who want to participate in crypto. And it's going to, I think, push people to look at more decentralized platforms where they're not going to have to report their taxes. I think this this kind of activity only increases the pressure for tax evasions. I mean, these kind of provisions can kill the crypto industry in that country. And and then there there was this quote from the article about why they are doing this. And the quote is that the government's taxing crypto because people are profiting from it. That's great, but like People aren't going to participate if you overtax it. Um, I'm all for people paying taxes. Like, look, I pay my taxes. It's a pain in the ass. But I, even if it's on decentralized exchanges, I report the trades and I report my gains and losses on my cost bases on places that I don't have KYC instituted. So I'm all about it. But I'm, I'm, I'm all about playing by the rules. But these kind of rules are going to have the opposite effect of what the government wants over there. What was your read on the situation? Yeah. So I don't, I don't really like to bring up like, you know, not to be weird. I'll just get into it. Like it reminds me a hundred percent of like the, if you're not United States citizen, you might remember the fucking marijuana tax in like the 1930s. It basically stamps out what you're trying to do. Like if, Crypto is just, it's basically like saying you're making way too much money doing this. We need you to go back to our traditional finance system so you can remain poor for another four generations. Like there's too many life-changing opportunities happening and we're not a part of it. So we're going to shut it down for now until we can figure out how we can get a larger share and then we'll reopen it so that we can make money along with you guys. Like that's basically what it seems like to me. Like they missed the boat. They didn't take it seriously. And now... I was just looking at some figure that said 80 to 100 million Indians own some amount of crypto. And like, you're just stamping out all of that enthusiasm and innovation for no other reason than you're either jealous or unknowledgeable. Like I really, that's the only way that this article reads to me. Yep, yep, yep. I mean, to be a little bit on the positive side, there are some quotes in here 
in this article, there's a ton of quotes from all sorts of constituents over there in India, people who run companies and a couple of government officials. But the the only people who showed a positive light on it, who I appreciate what they're trying to do, make the best of a rough situation, is saying that by putting a tax on certain assets, the government at least is indicating that those are tradable asset classes. And previously, the government there had really no insight or comments on that. So at least by saying these are taxable from a cap gain perspective, that this is a legal asset class. And that's good news for the for the industry there, because previously there was no amount of definition around this or recognition from the government so at least they have that you know yeah. I mean? at least they yeah. have some color it's it's not it's still not that great though you know well and then like the exchange founders they had like two or three different quotes and they're all basically like yeah you know we see this as you know the government kind of overstepping but they can do what they want and they'll really start to realize you know how much money they're losing over the next couple of months when they see you know, volume dramatically decrease and everything. And like, yeah, that's, 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 you know, being optimistic, but I just, I find it hard to be optimistic when something comes out so straightforward. Like the fact that they said we're starting the tax because people are making too much money. I doubt those are the exact words that were said, but like, even if you can, you know, take a paragraph and dumb it down <laughs> into those words. The message is still the same. Like it's, it's not a good look. Yeah. I mean, just tax it like, why, why put around, why put special parameters around it? Just tax it like you would already tax cap gains of a stock. Like, yeah, you don't need to make this more complicated than it needs to be. And you don't need to insult the industry. It's, it's just not, it's, it's a great example of a government who says, that they listen to innovation and that they're trying to be friendly to innovative companies versus at least in the U S we're not perfect. I mean, if you, if you really want to look at a successful place, look at how Switzerland does it, look at places that really embrace it and, and they don't just stamp it out or they don't just overtax it. And they, they need to cultivate innovation if they want to attract the brightest minds and the smartest people and the money too. 